Welcome back to the Boys for Life podcast, episode 21. 21. Can you do something for me? We're back here. I didn't know if you were going to say that on the mic. That's funny. Uh, As you can see, we have one of my good buddies, Pat Suffield here, you. who is we talked about him on the pa- on the pod before, but What's we got up? him in person here. In here. person, oh, oh yeah. so excited! Had to make the trek out here. I appreciate Mr. that, undefeated. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> and Mr. Undefeated out here. We'll, no. we'll, we'll, we'll we'll dive into that later. But oh. um, thank you for joining us, Pat. Thank we you appreciate you, brother. Out. Drove no, out dude. from the city. Yeah, bro, drove out journey. From the track. Dude, yeah. so pumped. Uh, you know, probably going to a nice little ninety-eight. Almost hit the hundred on the way it's here. Perfect. But Ooh. we're we're good. We're good. That's honestly perfect. I respect cruise control. That's good. He's here. He made it. You know, Got to. I appreciate that. Well, we want to, uh-huh. um, like I said, thank you very much for coming on P. And mm-hmm. for those of you that don't know, is me and Pat, we met in college at Wisconsin Whitewater. Shout yep. out Warhawks. Let's go dub. Big dub yesterday against Bethel. Mm-hmm. Took, mm-hmm. took care of business. Okay. 42-14. They're playing Wheaton College next week. In, in Whitewater, no, in Whitewater. Oh, in Whitewater. They're playing. Oh, yeah. I'm, Ooh, I'm, I'm go there. over there. Yeah, no, they're they're playing Wheaton. I can't mm-hmm. wait for that game. But um, no, yeah. So uh, Pat and I played football together at Whitewater. If you didn't know, he was an old lineman. Okay? Oh, yeah. He was an old lineman. Mm-hmm. When this oh, video yeah. comes out, you'll you'll be able to know what we're talking about. No, I played tennis, man. He play- <laughs> we got to talk about that too. We'll dive into that. Too. We got no, a lot to talk tennis. about on this pod. But um, no, so me and me and Pat, we played football together, and um, we just we just became boys. Like we had our, our whole friend group, the Bezo. Shout out the Bezo. Shout out the boys. And um, yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was just an awesome journey. I mean, we were part of uh, some some championship runs. Pat was on three national championship teams. I oh, was yeah. on two, and um, that's it was crazy, just, dude. It's just I'm thinking about it now. It's it's just wild to think about the times dude. that we had playing football. I mean, it's when you get that many good people in a locker room together, and you, like what I always joked about Whitewater, it was every midget stud kid that should have gone D1 went to Whitewater and we were all just pissed off wanted to play football all had just such a high standard for ourselves and what was actually cool about the Bezos too is we had how many different people in the group from a different position group you know we had an LB quarterback O-lineman DB Couple receivers in there, tight end. Right, right. I guess other than D line, I guess we just don't like D linemen. Next <laughs> <don't like> <laughs> yes, up, everybody's included but the D linemen. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> boys. Excluded. Uh, yes. Uh, oh, but man. no, dude. It was it was great, man. I mean, we just had so many good people around there. I'm mm-hmm. playing football, having a good time, man. Yeah, it was it's fun. fun when you're winning. Yeah, isn't it? it is fun when you're winning. It yeah. is fun when you're winning. And I mean, we got to give it out to that coaching staff too. I mean, obviously they did a well job. Now they're at Kansas. Oh my gosh! Shout out Lance Leipold, man. Honestly, <sighs> Lance I mean, the boy. Lance is the boy. Is man. that the head so, coach that you guys had? So is that Kansas now? At the Kansas. Yep. Just wow. beat Oklahoma. Oh my god. I mean, goodness. number six in the country. Mm-hmm. So he's doing something right. He's, yeah, dude. He. I was thinking about this the other day. He he just like had the structure and the system in place. I was like think about it. Like everything was to a T. We got reps of everything. It was all like broken down every single day and it was just consistent. Right. And he had a standard that we had to be held up to and we had to meet that standard. And we we showed, had the success to show. I think the things that set a standard from difference from him compared to other coaches was I think he did everyone knows X's and O's and works hard and puts mm-hmm. their time in, but to be able to run the whole Fortune 500 and to make sure every mm-hmm. single gear in that clock is turning the right way and having a lot of trust and confidence in your coordinators mm-hmm. to do their job and make sure everyone writes there. Yeah. You know, I mean, like that was kind of, I think, a thing that separated Lance was just mm-hmm. every little thing, even when you went on recruiting visits and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like it was just so much different than mm-hmm. some of the other schools you looked at and it was easy. Yeah, totally. So, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious mm-hmm. though. I want to dive into this a little bit is like, 
what was the reason why you went to Whitewater? And tell us a little bit about maybe high school background, kind of what positions you played and kind of what their journey was like to get to Whitewater. Yeah, no, I mean, so I started out, uh, went to high school at Montini and Lombard too. Shout out the Broncos. Mm-hmm. Broncos. Um, big time. Gotta love, gotta love the Broncos. Most most people don't like one person from Montini. They're like, oh my God, Montini. I'm like, that's, you know what? Trust me. So many great people. Love it there. <laughs> love um, it. Always having a great time. But you know, definitely had a great group of people around there where we had actually some successful seasons too. Um, you know, we won a couple state titles back in the day, played a lot of against a lot of great players. And then, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of my close friends played in college. So, you know, we, we kind of had a kind of tight knit group all wanting the same thing and all kind of going for it. So it made, you know, winning and wanting to be a part of that a big focus. And even like I coach now and I'll have kids, cousins, people there. I'm like, you guys keep turning stones over because mm-hmm. kids today enough don't look at other schools or go see something they're like oh you know or they want to go be the biggest and baddest and be the biggest fish out there and look cool well you know yeah. you're going to be a tackling dumber for three years you can go here and go do something else or go to a better academic school mm-hmm. yeah. but you know so i mean but i looked at so many different schools you know and i was undersized back then i mean my my weight gain was obviously a forever journey mm-hmm. but you know i I looked at so many schools that were 2,000 kids in the middle of nowhere, nothing but a cornfield and a, a Walmart. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I want to play football, but yeah. I'm not going to sacrifice yeah. college for this. Like, shit. Yeah. You know, Respect. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, I get them not playing in Indiana or Iowa, but shit. And, you know, you go to Whitewater, it's got 10,000 students, you know, big population, business school's phenomenal. They're letting you try on all these rings. And I'm just like, fuck. Like, mm-hmm. you know, O line coach there, I really vibed with. He was just this fiery little dude. And players are telling me that he's throwing hammers through, ch- like, literally tables at halftime. I'm like, all right, this is, this is the guy I'm going yeah. with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it kind of stars aligned and it worked out well. So, you know, and it was, uh, it was a good journey. Got to meet Colty, got yeah. to meet a bunch of people. And, yeah, yeah. yeah it was fun. Great yeah. time in Wisconsin. Yeah. You talked a little bit about on kind of that weight journey. So, like, how how big are you freshman year? Because I wasn't there. So, yeah. I came a year after Pat was there. So, I'm a year younger than him. So, were you, how, were you a lineman at Montini? What? Uh, yeah, I okay. was. So, okay. and my weight journey, it starts, we have to go back a little bit. Because okay. I actually, my first love was soccer. I played travel soccer over baseball. I hated baseball. I was a lefty. Coach's kid played first base. I was stuck in the outfield picking dandelions. Yeah. I had... I had energy up the ass yeah. back then. I'm yeah. like, I do now, but I'm just, I got to go yeah. do something. And all my neighbor friends all played soccer. So that was, and I was, and they were all ended up playing, was a couple of them played in college. They were all really good. So yeah. like, I always was on like the tier below team. I was like, what the heck? Like, yeah. then all of a sudden you put a helmet on me and it was a different story. But fifth grade was like the first year playing. I was like 80 pounds, sixth grade, 85, seventh grade, 110. Eighth grade, one thirty five, like one thirty four point eight, so I could still run the football. Yeah, that oh, was the yeah. Only, yeah, yeah that was right. running back back then, a linebacker. Yeah. I was do, I was more defense too. I was yeah. more playing D end, but I got one touchdown in my career, and it was on a <laughs> kickoff return. I wasn't supposed to be the back guy, and I took a seventh grader. I'm like, you go down there and block. Coaches yelling at me from the sidelines. Drop the ball, shit, pick it up, and just <laughs> run straight and just go for it and just house this thing. Only one, only touchdown of the career that is was awesome. that last game, last game of Pee Wee eighth grade, and then go to my and my eighth grade years, like we won, I think five games in four years. It was it was tough. Mm-hmm. Like we weren't winning, we weren't we weren't we knew we were going into games losing, but yeah. you know going back to the gain and weight, one thirty five, went to Montini freshman year at one fifty five. Junior or sophomore year, 185. Junior year, 215. Senior year, 245. Came to Whitewater at 267. Mm-hmm. Probably lost like 16 to 17 pounds during camp. Oh, yeah. Like I was close mm-hmm. to having to sit out of practice because of my weight differential. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, losing a lot of the baby fat, growing, maturing. Right, right. Um, and then throughout those couple of years, my peak weight was 294. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up playing at 294. Um, then, you know, you got to go this trek down. But 
when you were in college too, which was, you know, you were, it was constant. I mean, I was eating 10 to 12,000 calories a day, force feeding myself. Like mm-hmm. you, it's, it's such a consistent 24 hours, 20, 24 hours, seven days mm-hmm. a week, mm-hmm. everything you got to go into it. Because like anytime you missed a meal, you lost weight. Anytime I drank beer, I lost three or four pounds. And everyone's like, you're not losing weight drinking beer, Pat. And I'm like, no, like, cause I'd go to bed with a bowl of pasta and a protein shake, Every, wake up mm-hmm. at 6 a.m., go eat three omelets and go you know, run around and go work out and do mm-hmm. stuff versus drinking a bunch of beer that's maybe have a slice of pizza late night, sleep in, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's a difference in 6,000 calories. Right. Yeah. You know, so it's just like, I, I was never like, and it was, it was such a constant battle for mm-hmm. some kids on the team to gain weight. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, it really was. And, you know, so it was like, so I, my peak weight was 294. I probably played at like 280. 287 to mm-hmm. 283 mm-hmm. in that kind of range and then towards the later end of the season you're like trying to keep weight on and stuff mm-hmm. like that so hard. um and it was like what was tougher for me which i'd like looking back on it's one it was just you had to constantly gain weight but i wish i got to do a spring ball at 295 mm-hmm. you know or like that two that that weight because i was gaining more weight in the summer when you didn't have school you didn't have more distractions you're running mm-hmm. around you're eating dorm food right. like i'd be grilling stuff constantly eating a bunch of cleaner food like gain a lot more weight in the summers mm-hmm. but i didn't get to play at that weight and right. then when you're trying to play at that weight and you're trying to kick step back against a fast d end who's pinning the corner mm-hmm. you know that's a little more weight to have on you to be moving around <laughs> right. it's, it's easy. so you know so i mean so. but it was yeah but no, great times there. The yeah. g- gain of weight was, whew, it was way easier to lose the weight than it was to gain it. Like, people hate when I say that, but it really? was. Oh, yeah, 100%, man. Like, because wow. gaining weight was tough. Like, and to gain good weight and to keep doing it, like, yeah. that much past your body weight, like, people right. don't think that they're like, no, 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 no. But, like, let's say, and, and every, every, like, I have a, a manager in my, company his from the texas office he played receiver at texas he goes man when they're done the linemen look like tight ends and the running backs look like d tackles let me tell you (laughs) (laughs) and i just started dying i was like no way did this guy say that and who did i think of first Nelly. Oh. <laughs> Nelly's fat ass. Our, our running back coach, our running back coach in high school, bro. He, oh my God, he would say the craziest shit. He'd be like, man, doesn't matter if you're hung like a porn star. If you come in 10 seconds, if you hold your block. Like, you know, like, oh, that's the analogy. I think you just wanted to rip that kid. Oh, holy oh, shit. But, uh, that's funny. But so, like, but it was, you know, alignment's going to lose the weight within like, 10 like two weeks of playing you know like it's Mm -hmm. you're not eating that amount of weight you lose a quick 10 pounds no problem so like when i was done there and when i was done playing i didn't know if i was going it so i was still doing spring ball i went to spring break lost like 12 15 pounds at spring break was still doing spring ball but i ended up graduating yeah i had to gain an extra 10 12 pounds just to let people think because they were like how'd you get so skinny like i was self-conscious when you call me skinny back then like honest to god yeah and um so i had to gain weight so i probably stopped playing at like 275 to get from 275 to 260 took two weeks not even um to get from 260 to 240 wasn't bad um, to get to 240 to 220, that was a little bit, you know, obviously you could die, you're running, you're doing what you can. Mm-hmm. From 220 down to 200, that was when it was like consistent diet, working out, doing all the right things. Like, and I got under 200. So I got to like 196, mm-hmm. 198. And I was wow. like, all right, I, I got to gain weight. Mm-hmm. And like, um, I'm sitting probably at like 215 right now. So like, and that's kind of uh, you know, that's more of my natural body weight. Yeah, so like 100%. to get from, to get lower than that was a lot tougher, but to get back to here, it wasn't that long of a journey. So okay. yeah. How long did it take you to think getting from that playing weight to so, kind of like that 200? So to get from there to 
so f- to get from 275 to 220 probably took i'd say th- two and a half three months like wow. by that wow by that like mm-hmm. you coaching season yeah. when i coached like some peewee football in my parish um i was probably 220 but to get like that winter i was you know just eating lean chicken and one of the things i always try to tell people is like like even my dad who's gaining weight i'm like what do you mix with your chicken the difference is you put three slices of cheese on a tortilla and roll it up and then put some hot sauce on it i'll eat it with greens like that's the difference yeah like and and just being consistent small yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it is. It is. You know, all of a sudden, if you have that with some baby spinach and some other stuff, fills you up a little bit more. Different mm-hmm. story. Um, so you, I'd say about two and a half months, and then it probably took another like two months to get down into that lean, lean body, yeah. and then you know gained a little bit of the weight. And I always joke like, it, who was funnier seeing me after not seeing me for like four or five years? The the skinny little hundred pound seventh grader, and all of a sudden people who haven't seen me since like eighth grade are seeing me in college, and I'll, they're like. Holy shit! What, what happened to you? And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you know, freshman 15, no big deal. And they're like, no, no, I didn't mean it like that. I'm like, no, it's good. Or like the people when you lose the weight, they're like, holy crap! Like, where's the rest of you? And it was so funny because like everyone would give you all these fake compliments, like, oh, like congratulations, like did lose the weight. Like your close friends are like. Pat, no one said you had to get skinny. Like, we kind of liked you better when you were fat, man. Like, fuck <laughs> you. Pat. Like, fuck you. Like, I was like, ah, sorry, man. Like, I don't know what to tell you. I lost the weight. A big deal. So. Oh, my God. That's but, funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember. Uh, so, we'll have to show Jeffrey this after. But he, so, when Pat was in college, he had his, uh, his ID. That was when he was Fat Pat. Oh, so great. And he had like, the slick hair. He had, like, really, like, long, greasy hair. It was mm-hmm. awesome, dude. It was hey, such. Bex, you got to put a little picture up of me and, like, throughout we'll some of this. Just, like, a little fat pad pic next will. to me. And I was just, like, looking here. <laughs> That'd be freaking money. But, dude. <laughs> but, dude, so. And I, I want you to tell us stories. You told me this, I think, a couple times. Like, didn't you, like. Uh, didn't like an officer ask to see your ID once or something? There was like a fat picture of you when you were like skinny or something like oh, that. Like, dude, so many times. Yeah. Like, I couldn't even buy beer. They'd be like, no, 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 this is your brother. This is not you. And I'm like, no, this is me. Like, got to pull out other stuff, pull out your phone. But yeah, no, people, I had to go to the DMV. And I remember in my head, I was like, I'm going to have to wear an eye patch or something because I want to keep this picture. But yeah. they're not letting me keep it at all. And I like, I love the picture. It's hilarious. It's an awesome picture. Here and, um, but because uh, again, I was way happier fat and or fat and fat and broke than I am skinny with a job. That's a for sure fact. But, um, <laughs> but the uh, I, I went to the DMV and I'm like, how am I going to get around like keeping this picture? And like the lady's like, do you want your picture changed? I'm like, to be honest, I love this picture. Can I keep it? She goes, that's fine. Stamps the thing. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> Snuck my way around that. I thought I was going to do something crazy. Like, <laughs> I love this dude. Oh my god, it's uh, hilarious. That so, is really funny. Yeah, oh. man. Stupid shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay, so but, that journey too, it's like gaining the weight was so hard, but like losing it was was easier, right? Mm-hmm. I remember when like, so every... God, two, it's, it more, go it's, I mean, either one goes to consistency, right? Mm-hmm. you know, so it's just doing it every single day. But like to when I was so heavy at that weight, it was just to keeping it consistent, keeping it running around, like that was so much more to like to lose it mm-hmm. and to maintain is different, but to really change one direction or the other. Yeah. You know, because like, when you like you're at the top of the ski mountain, you know, you're that quick that quick down was there, but then like you got a nice little catwalk before you can get down low. Right, right. Yeah. Great analogy. Awesome yeah. analogy. It I is like a good that. analogy. Yeah. So I got a question. So is it is it uh is that like a common thing for a lot of the linemen that are playing football that like you're actually making that valiant effort to like gain that weight? Or is oh, it yeah. just happening like for a lot of other people? Is like, is it more naturally? I mean, it depends on the player. Like, I mean, there were players that we had that you know were like six six tall that it was tougher for them to gain weight. There were some yeah. people that had to maintain their weight or lose their weight. Yeah. You know, so like everybody was a little bit different. 
in that situation, and it's not even just linemen predicated. Yeah. There's, there's you know linebackers that were the same way. There's D linemen. There's everybody. So I mean, it's 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 making sure what weight can you play at, where you're comfortable at, where coaches want you at, mm-hmm. you know. But everyone's got that different fight of where they got to be consistently throughout yeah. the you know I mean, it's just, for the common good for the team yeah, yeah exactly mm-hmm. yeah i will say this though and it is it's unfortunate though but i mean to pat's point i mean we have a lot of players and that teammates that you kind of scroll through instagram or facebook and some guys that were really skinny like dbs receivers who like blew up and then you see the opposite it's like there's some linemen that lost some weight and then there's some linemen that Got a little bit bigger, unfortunately. So yeah. I think it just it's sad, and I think there is maybe some genetics, but I also think too there's maybe that some self control piece too. I think is tough. Oh yeah, I think it's, it is tough. So, um, but just like what you said, Pat, it's like the consistency. Like, what are you gonna do like to make that little habit from oh throwing on cheese and hot sauce to the chicken or having spinach? Right. It's just the little things like that mm-hmm. that make the really big end result so much more better for you and more beneficial. Oh yeah, you know 100%. what I mean. I mean, and it's I mean one, it's tougher with you know, people having so many different things in their lives, you know, and right. moving faster. And like, I think that's my biggest thing of like, not is, is eating out too much, you know, right. having too much fast food, having something quick there mm-hmm. and not having the time to cook everything when you're running around doing 10 different things at once. Right. Is always kind of a tougher thing. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's, it's how you wear your weight, you know, mm-hmm. and then if you, if you lose that gym aspect of it and that muscle turns to fat and now your muscles not burning that fat, mm-hmm. that's a different story. Right. You know, so like they might, they might be lower on the scale, but like how they wore their weight is different. Cause obviously muscle weighs more than fat. Totally. Like, I got, I got friends that are, you know, five, six, but they're, they look great. They look like action figures, but they're like, their BMI is like way obese. Like, and they yeah. hate it. They're yeah, like, yeah, no, I'm like, dude, and they like freak out about it. I'm like, dude, you're like one of the most, you're athletic as hell. Like, why do you care? He goes, no, but this test says I'm fat. Like, like so like, no, it's bullshit. This sheet of paper says I'm fat. This says, I'm, this says I'm obese. Like, fuck this. This is a fancy way of saying I'm fat. But like, you know, so it's how you wear your weights different yeah. too. You know, so I mean, but yeah, it is, it is staying consistent and it is, you know, making sure to make the right decisions. And I, I'm a hypocrite when I say that, cause I'm probably going to drive out of here and have a cheeseburger, but I mean, <laughs> hey, you're honest though. You'd be that, honest with yourself. But that's okay yeah. though. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. okay. Getting healthier and getting lean and in shape doesn't mean you can't have that cheeseburger yeah. or eat that pizza. It's about what else are you doing on a day-to-day basis? Oh, yeah. another, another great line from <laughs> yeah. uh, Mike Seafeld. I don't know if you were there uh, for one year. Uh, one year with Seafeld. Yeah. I remember I saw him after a tailgate and I like, you know, you seen him and he was probably 298. Like he was close to 300, couldn't hit the 300 number that was my goal too couldn't get there um and the uh but he got down he was like 220 and i go mike like i'm gonna do what you did tell me what your secret was and he's wasted after this game and he's like pat before you eat anything before you eat anything pat eat a whole plate of green shit and then after that eat whatever the fuck you want because if you're not eating you're not living and if you're not living well Fuck that shit. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just like, what a line, Mike Seafelt. Like, he was fucking. Oh, he's great. Yeah, those eat are, a plate of green shit, and then after that, if you're still hungry, eat whatever you want. Eat whatever you want. That's wow. hilarious. That mm-hmm. is really funny. It's but like, it's so true. It is, man. It is. It's um. If I had, another thing I'd credit is there's a documentary on Netflix called Forks Over Knives, mm-hmm. and it's about like a plant based diet. But it goes into like a little bit of how America eats such a fast paced lifestyle. How much right. dairy is in our diet? Like mm-hmm. you ever see, you ever see cheese in like a Chinese dish? No. You ever see like it from China actually like a fat Chinese Japanese person? Mm-hmm. No, because they all eat a bunch of fish and rice. Exactly. You know they eat a bunch of lean proteins, and everyone mm-hmm. else here is you right. know, like you go right. to Wisconsin. What's the average weight to put someone in Wisconsin compared to somebody in Florida? Big, yeah, man. <laughs> Huge. The cheese yeah. steak because cheese is on everything. It's cheese, cheese, cheese beers, brats, yeah. everything. Yeah. It's all cheese and red. Like when I was gaining weight, everything I eat was cheese, red meat, and carbs. Just constantly, just boom, 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 like, boom. Yeah. Like I remember, like I like 
and I would tell like coaches when I was coaching, it was all these dads and they'd be like, oh, like, I, like, what's your secret? And I was like, all right, you really want to know? Like, if you really want to get your beach body, you want to lose 10, 15, no red meat and no cheese for a month. Eat anything you want. No red meat, no cheese for a month. Like no pizzas, no cheeseburgers. And like I can eat chicken, no problem, blah, blah, blah. And like, I'd be like drunk on like a neighbor's porch saying this stuff. And all of a sudden, like, I didn't know he actually took what I said to heart and like, 10 days later, he goes, fuck, he texts me, fuck you, Pat, I'm getting a pizza right now. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hey, man, I didn't, I didn't think you'd last 10 days. So congratulations. Yeah. Respect, like, buddy. Yeah. Respect. So, so, that's yeah. hilarious. Uh-huh. Oh but God. I'd say, like, that's another little big little yeah. ticket for, yeah. you know, I think trying to be consistent with your mm-hmm. diet is avoiding those pizzas mm-hmm. and, and those just, like, a lot of red meat, cheese, and carbs. Yeah. You know, I try to, like, I always try to get my, like, my morning workout and then the smoothie. Like, and then I feel like that's at least, like, you start your day off on that right note. Mm, totally. Like, getting that right note in when you're walking in the office. Get to, And I have, like, my blender ball set up. And, like, my staff probably hates it because I'm always making a mess and then cleaning up. Um, <laughs> but, like, so I'm always, yeah, I'm always doing that in the morning, running around. Yeah. But, like, that's – and, like, to be honest, I'm – like, when my schedule changes all the time, mm-hmm. like, I got to be consistent getting out of the gym, and I don't. And, like, I need Colty mm-hmm. to call me out and call me soft. And I gotta yeah. I got to keep working out. But well, yeah. I'll be honest. I mean, uh-huh. shout out to you, though, because he used to never eat breakfast. And he was like, bro, like, I don't – I'm trying to gain muscle, trying to do this. And it's like, bro, are you eating breakfast? He's breakfast like, no. Breakfast is huge. I'm like, bro, you got to have breakfast. Like, you're, yeah, that starts – you get proteins in. It helps with your metabolism. Yeah. And, like, even after, too, which you have. So, mad respect to you for – making some of those changes mm-hmm. but that's like the number one it's the most important meal of the day okay. like I, I get if you're good i mean if you're gonna fast like sure i understand that but i also know too that you were looking to gain weight like you you need to have the protein you need to have some of those more healthier fats and healthier carbs mm-hmm. but um the biggest thing to do is just eggs or i mean eggs is, is my go-to in the morning i love eggs yeah. i love eggs it's uh, i eat that every morning i have what four to five eggs christina beef every so, single morning every single morning <laughs> i usually have four to five eggs Grass-fed beef, and then I usually have do some. Do a couple, uh, two, three push-ups. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then uh, Greek yogurt with honey and granola. That's usually like kind of like the go-to in the morning. Staple. Staple. Nice. You have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, dude, shout out to you for for doing that. I'm proud of you for doing that, man. Getting that back in your diet and really prioritizing your lifestyle, man. Right. Yeah. And um, it kind of leads me into like the next segue here is like you know played football, kind of went right right into the workforce. You know, tell us a little bit about like the work that you do, you know, kind of what made you get in that work and, um, you know, kind of some of like those challenges from, you know, being all structured routine with football, having to be somewhere. And then all of a sudden, poof, that all that's gone and you got to figure out the real world by yourself. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely so many transitions, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, and like when you lose football for like some of those football players, when, you know, since you've been a little kid running around, like football's been not, like not only something you love to do and a passion, but like it's your identity a little bit for yeah. people. Like in, when you were at Whitewater, you saw the kids that like got cut or didn't play. Like, oh, yeah. Some of them didn't know how to take it. And it's a lot to go on. And like, it's hard. I'd say like, you know, like it, when you're sitting there in a cubicle mm-hmm. typing all day and you're looking at your Snapchat and you got friends working out or in, playing football or doing all this stuff, you're just like, dang, like, you know, you want that because mm-hmm. you, you always want what you can't have. When right. you were playing football, you were just like, oh, geez, I want to go make money and party. Everyone else is drinking, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So there is something like you want what you can't have. But the way that you got to look at it is take all of those things you learn from football and learn from your sport, the dedication, the consistency, you know, doing all of those things and transferring it into something that you find a passion for. And it took me a while to find what I had a passion for. I was in insurance mm-hmm. for three, four years, hopped from a couple different insurance companies. And it was, 
you know, I made a lot, made some money, met a lot of great people, but like just didn't really have a passion for it. I'm sitting there typing, you know, nine hours a day, 10 hours a day. And I'm like, and then I went into more of a sales role now where I'm talking on the phones, I'm running around, see, like, you can already tell, listen to this, this guy's really dominating this conversation right now. <laughs> um, but it's good. Though. So it's yeah. really good. Though. It's very <laughs> good. After 20 episodes, they're tired of hearing our yeah, voices. Yeah, there you so go. Yeah. It's uh-huh. kind of good to get there you go. people on here just very talking. Good. I'm going to change, I'm going to change my hacks, accent halfway through this. You may think it's two episodes. Beautiful. <laughs> I love that. You, you should. should. A little two for one. Yeah. <laughs> Run it. Um, but, uh, but you know, so like, but now you know, going into that role, it's 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 something where you know I do have a passion for it. I love doing it, getting to meet all these different people, how they've made their money, what they've done in their story. It's just like, and like most people that got into like commercial real estate. So I sell like apartment buildings and multi-tenant strip centers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you go, you're out there cold calling and meeting all these people. And I've sold buildings in Houma, Louisiana, Florida, Michigan, Wisconsin, Illinois, like wherever. Yeah. And, it, and it's something that. You know, it's cool because you get to go meet all these different people, see all these different markets, compare those kind of things. But um, it's so many. It's not only just dealing with the real estate, understanding the numbers, the financials, and and but like understanding people and and understanding their situation. Mm-hmm. And not everything's cookie cutter. You know, sometimes you got a, f- a partnership of three people that are dissolving. Well, what are the, each one of them going to do, and how are you going to stack? You know, those things mm-hmm. accordingly. Mm-hmm. But. The also part of it is just it's a job where you're consistently on the go, moving around from thing to thing to thing, and it's your your 1099. You're 100. Mm. You're 100 commission based, so right, you got to go right. get what you can get. Um, but sometimes you can't get away from it, which is tough. You mm-hmm. know, so like those are always you need a balance of that, and and that's always kind of some tougher things to kind of manage when you're running around with it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. What do you feel has like been the biggest challenge for you, like in terms of you know being commercial real estate? So talk talk to us about because people, I mean, like you said, you do like you sell strip centers, you know, apartment yeah. complexes. Like, what is like the ins and outs? Like, what's like a what's a typical day for you look like? All right, so I know like, it's a very broad question. It but is, I, but like, give us some more context of what that looks like. Let's see for you. So, um, so right now this week, don't go in a day, go in a week. Sure. So I have. Okay. A multi-tenant retail center I'm selling in Bloomingdale. We are getting a price reduction on that. And mm-hmm. I had a couple calls um, on investors looking to go into that property. I am selling a kinder care in... I shouldn't have said the city, but we're okay. We'll bleep that out. We will bleep that out. out. We got kinder you. care in... But we, we got um, you. <laughs> you know, it's okay. I can market my stuff. I am selling all these buildings. I'm under contract on a apartment building in Kalamazoo right now. And it's very tough because it's a partnership. Property manager isn't the most updated with technology and mm-hmm. now I have a bunch of due diligence items I got to get to this buyer who's buying this thing from California mm-hmm. and now he's got to have an inspector come through so Tuesday I'm actually next Tuesday I'm going to Springfield and Peoria with my junior we're going to go run around and meet about four or five owners and then Wednesday I'm driving to Kalamazoo for a, the in, the inspection on that 24 apartment unit mm-hmm. so we're going to go through 24 apartment units and you got to go meet all these people let someone walk around the room to make sure that you know mm-hmm. the same renovations are done to this unit mm-hmm. compared to this unit make sure Mm -hmm. and then get all the due diligence items to make sure all the money that they're saying that they're making is true yeah so we got to get all the utility bills go talk to the insurance company go get a title company set up go talk to the lawyers make sure everything in the document's good make sure a b and c are here and i'm the one who's juggling all of these pieces as i'm going around and also doing new business yeah so like that's the thing that's also tougher too is you're training a junior you're trying to develop new business you have this listing here you got to try to sell you have this thing you have to go finish up on mm-hmm. so it's balancing all these different things mm-hmm. you know driving around doing all that so it's right. just there's a lot of different pieces to it um so yeah i guess those are kind of some of the things i'm trying to run around with right <laughs> yeah. now yeah 
It's a lot. lot. It yeah. is a lot. Mm-hmm. The, li- the, the life of a salesman is tough. Yeah, it's different. It is. You it's... juggle a lot of things. Mm-hmm. It's like a circus act. And yeah, but I mean, it's 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 gratifying. It's something, you know, it, it's maybe the competitive nature of me just from playing sure. sports mm-hmm. and running around like that. Mm-hmm. But but now, so I mean, it's definitely a, it's definitely a grind. And it's it's something I, we joked about even before the pod started of like, even my friends are sick of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard, though. I mean, that yeah. work-life balance, that, I mean, me and Jeffrey talked about that before and it's it's important to to want to work hard and, and make a lot of money and really set yourself up financially, but also got to enjoy life too, right? Mm-hmm. So, how has that aspect been? Because like that's I know like when we've talked too, that's maybe hasn't been always been easy for you. Like how do you how do you kind of how do you work through some of those the challenges and that adversity that comes with your work? You know, there's a couple different ways to look at it, but one is you know having a couple things during the week that you mm-hmm. can use as a balance. Because I feel like when a lot of kids get into ruts or people I've talked to about, it, it's like, listen, if you wake up, go to work, go home, watch Netflix, and go to bed, and you get in a routine where you're doing that like every night or like mm-hmm. playing Fortnite or like whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And Fortnite maybe a little bit more social, yeah, but. Yeah. Um, if you get in one of those kind of ruts, like you need, I don't care if it's a dart league, trivia, bowling, flag football, basketball, like whatever mm-hmm. your thing is, you know, even like go to an art, you know, drink a bottle of wine with your friends, whatever it is. But mm-hmm. like having that thing in the work week to help you balance out mm-hmm. is something I'm always a big believer in. Yeah. Um, you know, but then in being able to kind of step away and it's so funny cause you could bang your head against the wall trying to make cold calls and do all this stuff and nobody wants to talk to you. Everyone's hanging up on you. And then all of a sudden you end up on a golf course and everyone wants to talk to you all of a sudden. Um, you know, so... And Seriously, I, like, though, yeah. Like, some of my friends don't even stop the golf cart anymore. I got to hop out. Hello, Pat Suffield. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> like, I swear to God, it happens. I've been out there. I, I can <laughs> confirm. And, I, and, I'm like, and I'm like, go, just get away from me. And I just like, oh, I get pissed. I get, I get angry people. I get, I get mad if I'm, I'm on the phone. Like, And another thing that's, I guess, going back to your original question of like the transition between football and mm-hmm. career is, you know, when you're in that kind of mood and you're in this fast paced lifestyle, a lot of things is instant gratification, mm-hmm. you know, and like you want everything right now and it's got to be here now. And like, I, I, I can go get it. I'm going to go, I'm going to go win this football game. It's going to have to take one hour and I'm going to win. Boom. I'm going to win or lose. And then I'm going to go play, you know, like this, I, I can win or lose. Boom, boom mm-hmm. right now. But like, sometimes it's a long game to get yeah. that quote unquote W mm-hmm. to get that win, to get right. that in that column. Like there's a client that I've been trying to talk to, for example, for three and a half years, big guy owns a ton of stuff. Honestly, one of the nicer people you can meet, which is always great to see out of somebody mm-hmm. in that kind of status. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of a sudden, I find this deal in this town, great building, good amount of units, newer construction, very well-known developer. And he's like, he's got a couple of investors. He wants to say, hey, you know, if a couple of them are thinking about selling it, you know, if you can go find me a couple people, you know, I'll give you some rope. And I go, all right, give me, yeah. give me, 10, give me 10 bullets. And I had to go meet him, sign like single agreements with each one. Give me 10 bullets. And he was one of the 10. I've talked to this guy three and a half years. I'm finally trying to like go and like, huh, hey, you know, now I can finally try to do a deal with this guy. I'm like, all right, let's go. And he goes, All right, well, let's talk at Thursday at two thirty. That's that's my time. I'm free. I'm flying in back from here doing this, bing, bing, bing. And you can't like tell him, hey, no, I'm busy. I can't I'm I got a day off. I can't yeah. do that. It was actually the day I was driving to a bachelor party with him <laughs> yep. and to go into, go into uh, Ozarks. So <laughs> now right, I got to sit here on my phone in the podcast in a car with my friend, my my buddy driving, all my college friends trying to talk to this guy about selling this building <laughs> and yep. like work this whole pitch and tell everybody, hey, like I shut up. And they're all just like, come on, Pat, like this is going to be the whole ride doing this. And I'm like, dude, like I have said no to like four phone calls today. This I have to talk to this guy. I'm sorry. I'm a, yeah. I'm a, I'm a jerk. I hate it. Like. I don't know. I, I'll buy all the gas and some chips at the fucking gas station, but I just feel like a <laughs> jerk right now, but I have to do this. So, 
Yeah, so it's it, but getting away of like the instant gratification, it took three and a half years before I was able to even have a real conversation. That deal didn't even go through. Yeah. And like, you know, there's people I've worked with now for five years and all of a sudden now I'm closing a deal with them. Yeah. You know, so it's like that's something that like this industry has been like a big kind of wake up call is like, it, you know, the, the energy being consistent, you know, something that you, you're always fighting those battles every day, you know, mm -hmm. every week, every quarter. Mm -hmm. um, but being able to kind of have that and then being able to buy into it and truly believe like, you know, like, hey, when I was a fifth grader, you were getting your butt kicked in football forever, but you just mm -hmm. kept working at it and kept going and just, you know, you knew it was going to, the light was going to be there, mm -hmm. you know? So but working for that goal is always a good thing, you know? Yeah. It's a long season. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah. So. And I, I think that's why we're always so adamant about fitness journeys and mm -hmm. things like that that we're so passionate about mm -hmm. is because mm -hmm. I think we were talking about it on the other, a couple podcasts back and Colton asked me, you know, what do I think is, is the biggest nugget for people to take away from it? And it's patience. Being able to work your butt off at something mm -hmm. oh, over yeah. and over and over and over and not see those results, but stay committed and stay focused on that journey to eventually see that that gratification come oh, yeah, at a later date. And it takes time. It mm -hmm. takes time. The first year I, I was in this business, I didn't make a single cent. Mm -hmm. 365 days, didn't get a paycheck. And I was, I'm an Airbnb host. That's something we could talk about, I guess, the next time I come on yeah. the pod. Yeah, <laughs> for um, sure. But, oh, yeah, we got a lot. We, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> we have a lot. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I was literally like, I made a little nest egg, went into this. You know, was making money off Airbnb, didn't make a cent my whole first year, and then, you know, had this one, then this thing fell into this, and it kept going. And then all yeah. of a sudden, like, and like, and there's a lot of doubts during that time. Mm -hmm. You're just like, am I doing this right? Like, should I really be doing this? Am I like, on the right path? Yeah. Like, am I fucking up? Like, am, am I, I fucking up? What, did away? I leave insurance to go into this? Because insurance is an industry that's like the mob. Once you're in it, you can't leave because you're already making good money. And yeah. now you got jumped up a couple places. It's like, am I going to go back somewhere and start square one again? Mm -hmm. You know, I got kids mm -hmm. now. I got this and that. So, like, people that are getting into business, they're stuck in it. So, I, and like, you know, you and that's something I even regret during college of like, I never had a bunch of internships and stuff because I may have been a little more focused on football and I did yeah. like side jobs to make money i never had those internships and get that experience which was tough but you know you gotta figure out and go to go make a path so you know i ended up jumping to there and then you're making a couple sales you're all excited and then COVID hits and you're like fuck mm -hmm. you're like what the hell like yeah. and i it was you know then you're like shit and then you're then you go up you have a couple more good years and then all of a sudden you're like all right now i'm now i'm solidified i did this i closed this big deal your name should be on the map you're all excited and then all of a sudden you know the interest rate market changes and now things aren't as tough but you could either be upset about that or you can double down and work harder. Like if you ever watch another great documentary, you ever seen the Bill Belichick, Nick Saban? Yes. Coaching awesome. one? That's, oh that's a phenomenal. Incredible oh my gosh. So yeah. sick. But like, I remember watching that and like, I was like in a rut and I was like, like just, and one of the lines that was so simple and quick at Bill Belichick said, he's like, doesn't make sense to me that like people double down after a loss. Like they get mad after a loss. Like when you win, isn't that so great? Like, do that more what you did to win. Mm -hmm. Like, and people don't do it. And it's so true. Like, yeah. I remember, like, I hit a big deal and I might have took my foot off the gas a little bit. And I was like, you know, I'm coasting. I got a couple bucks, you know, like, all of a sudden they're like, mm -hmm. no, like, you just won. Double down. Double do double that down. more. Yeah, Go yeah. now. Harder. Yeah. 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 You know, it's like that was one of those big things that just so you kind of, you know, focused in on. So, you know, so yeah. Yeah. It's crazy though. But I think to like what you said too is like, you're not guaranteed success. Go down this path. Like, no matter what you do, you're not even guaranteed. But I think a lot of people are afraid of that. But, like, you should be more afraid of not even going down that journey because then you're guaranteed to fail because you didn't even try. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, I, I mean, I respect that because I know that's that was tough. I mean, that's tough. And I think that I'm glad that you were able to find those little, like, nuggets throughout the week. Like, hey, go do volleyball or go do softball or basketball because... 
I mean, a lot of people, I mean, I think struggle with that. I struggle with that sometimes too, where it's like, I'm so hyper-focused. I have like a lot of different things going on Mm -hmm. that we need to find like softball league that me and Jeffrey do over the summer, which I'm glad that I was able to do or basketball, right? Like Tuesday basketball. It's, I literally joke. It's therapeutic basketball. It is. It is, is, man. It's because it's like for that hour, you're not thinking about anything, but just being with your boys and and just hooping. It's just, I like, I'm in this basketball. I play in K-Station building, K-Station basketball crew. What's up? None of you are going to watch this. Um, (laughs) Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> and uh but like I don't even know like half these guys' names, but like it's this whole big group text that I got snagged in and we just do three on three and just go run. And like you just keep playing games and it's it's perfect. And yeah. then but what sucks is the dude who works in the building tries to play and he just sucks and he'll just like run up and try to like get the ball like no, go over there. Like, just get, get it. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't. Oh, it's just so frustrating, and like we can't kick him out. So like we're we're trying to work on can't that. Right kick now. him out. It's t- so like that's other than that, it's phenomenal. Great guys, like good hoopers. Yeah. Um, but yeah, oh, that's the best. Need yeah. that. Need no, hundred percent. You need mm-hmm. it. Oh my god. You look mm-hmm. forward to it every single week. It's like fuck yeah, it's Tuesday. Yeah. I've had a long day. I'm about to go hoop with the mm-hmm. boys. Yeah. Oh, it's it's so true. And and it's, and to be honest, that's how the boys started in in Whitewater. That's that's how the Bezo started was intramural basketball. Yeah, mm-hmm. literally inter- intramural basketball. We got together, just a bunch of competitive dudes, no D linemen, but we, um, <laughs> you know, we all just got out there and just well, had some. Fun. Our linebacker wasn't allowed to play because he wasn't good. So um, he and I was obviously right. I was role man. You know, I was I I made the team where I was the worst kind of team. Let's be real. That's <laughs> that's what a good coach does. Respect, <laughs> respect. <laughs> you know, respect. But. Um, mm-hmm. No, dude, I think um, just like, okay, so I'm curious now, like kind of diving into that network space too. Like I know sometimes like there's days where it's like, I know you're always driving, right? You're always driving, like you're mm-hmm. kind of, you're on the grind and it's, you know, it's tough, right? But how do you like when you're like, when you're by yourself, when you have like a really shitty time, like, or you're in like in a bad like mental state or you're like, fuck, like what do I do next? Like what's that next step for you? Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Like, like how do you help yourself? How do you build yourself back up? When you know things are getting really tough for you within work, I mean that's it's. I mean, like, I, if I had the answer to that question, I'd be a millionaire. No, I'm sure. uh, yeah. I mean, like, it's you know, it's 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 tough, and it's you know, being able to kind of bounce back and stay positive is a tougher mm-hmm. thing, and it's it's even something tougher even throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like all of a sudden, like, you get a bad call. Hey, I don't want to buy it. You know, oh, I just thought I had this guy. You're you're you know, you're fifty grand apart on a five million dollar deal, and they're like just. Dude, it's freaking, come on. Like, we're so close. Nah, 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 I'm done. Walk away. Like, I spent all this time, wasted this. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. so like just to, but to try to like just take deep breaths, take a step back. And I, and like, and it's, it takes time. It takes emotional intelligence. And it's something I've constantly worked on throughout my thing. Mm -hmm. I get all fired up and I'm passionate about stuff. Mm -hmm. And when it does, you get pissed. Like, sometimes you just got to drop an F bomb, get pissed, suck it up, and go, just go after the next thing. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, but being able to kind of take that step back, take a walk. Um, you know, but like when you're having a bad day and you're in a rut, like you do have, you know, guilty pleasures and, and like, mm-hmm. but, and I think one of the bigger things for me is like, I need to socialize. Mm-hmm. Like I like to be out with <clears throat> friends, go do something like that. You know, maybe some competitive with me. I love playing poker. Maybe not the most healthy way to deal with something, <laughs> but like just getting a little bit of competitiveness in yeah. there. Um, you know, but like I say, hanging out with friends, being able to bounce something off of, you know, having those two or three people, you can be like, yo, what's going on? Like. How's it going? This or that, you know, mm-hmm. talking to parents, talking to things like that. So, yeah. you know, and it's, it's always putting stuff in perspective, mm-hmm. you know, something I feel that is, you know, humbling about my job. Cause you know, you, you have, and you know, I have friends that are in high school that are, you know, killing it successfully doing all this great stuff. And you're just like, you know, and then you got friends who are, you know, not doing as well. And you're just like, all right, well, I'm looking up to that. Guy. I want to be him, you know, but like sometimes when you're climbing up that ladder and you're pissed off and you're frustrated, like, you know, looking back at like, you know, Hey, you, 
you know, you're doing great with what you have. You got a great group of people around you. You got a great support system. Like, come on. Like, yeah. there's bigger things to worry about. Fucking quit being a baby about this little thing and, and figure it out. Like, mm-hmm. you're good. You're good. Like, and, and some of those, like, humbling experiences is, like, I, I, like going through a 90 to 100 apartment units in one day and seeing families living in small, tight-knit apartment complexes and seeing how that is is, like, a huge humbling experience. Mm-hmm. You know, it really is. And it makes you appreciate what you had and what you grew up to. And, like, that's even why a lot of times I donate or do right. big brothers and big sisters or coach football is like mm-hmm. you can choose a lot of things in your life you can't choose who your parents are yeah and i've been very fortunate enough to have two great ones mm-hmm. and you know so like sometimes when you are in those ruts like going back to your support group or your base being able to go have fun you mm-hmm. know with your friends or you know go do something go travel you know for me sometimes trying to escape and get out of it for a couple mm-hmm. days mm-hmm. is important for me and i've i've actually done that for the first time of like taking a, a trip by myself or at least part of a trip yeah you know going out two days just walking around just sightseeing just getting away from stuff mm-hmm. um um, yeah, so I'd say like those are kind of the big ones that I'd say I do. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. And I'm a big fan of taking solo trips, dude, or just getting out by yourself, dude. I've taken number of number okay. of those in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. It's the best thing you could, you could ever do. You, do, you, do you only ski one day like this guy? <laughs> <laughs> do you, only, do you, only, you drive all the others ski one day? Like, oh, that, yeah. I love it. I love it. So we were talking a little bit before the pod, and... <laughs> We're talking about Jeffrey oh, going out to... I've gotten roasted so many times for this. <laughs> to Breckenridge. <laughs> So, Jeffrey, I'll, I'll let you kind of chime in here because, you know, kind of like you went out to Breckenridge one day there. Pat's like, well, who the hell goes to went, Breckenridge one day? Yeah, I went, I went up day. to Keystone. So I drove out to Colorado for a week to meet <laughs> mm-hmm. up with one of my buddies from college, stayed with him. I went out snowboarding the next day. To be fair, I was working that week. We did a ton of stuff, though. We went to a Nuggets game. We went to a comedy club. Yeah. I did a ton of stuff with him. Ooh. And then I was supposed to go out and snowboard the Friday, Saturday, and then drive home Sunday. And I ended up getting sick. On like Thursday night, I could feel it coming on and I knew that I had to drive home and I was like, I, I had a decision to make. I Mm -hmm. was like, do I either just like suck it up and go out there and try to do it while I'm sick and then try to go home or do I just jump in the car right now Mm -hmm. and just drive home and get and beat it. And I just jumped in the car and drove home and it was fucking miserable. It was like 15 hours. I had a fever. I'm turning the AC up and then I get, I'm getting, you know, too cold and I'm turning the heat on back and forth, (laughs) pounding headache, can't eat anything. And I was like, yeah. And then all my friends were roasting me. You drove all the way out to Colorado to snowboard one time. (laughs) One time. And I bought an Epic Pass and everything, too, for it. Oh, no. I know. Epic Pass. Oh, my gosh. Thank God I I kept myself quiet. Because I was about to say, he's like, wait, he's staying in his buddy's place? He's not even getting a hotel room? Like, come on. Like, you got to get out there. (laughs) I I was like, oh. I know. It was honestly amazing, though. It's yeah. it's a cool like and that's like these guys try to get me up to go to like Wisconsin and like go ski up there and I'm like man no like it's not fun it's not, yeah, that, it's, when it's you not get out the there same. it's a different animal that, that's what he told me before Swear I God. went out there because we went up to Crystal Mountain and then we go up yeah. to yeah. Alpine Valley and Wilmot and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff but it's like after going out to Colorado oh it's not I don't even, even like want to go up to like Wilmot or anything like that it's, it's, oh you don't want to go down a little icy I know and, for literally like ten seconds it's uh, yeah exactly yeah. it's and, and it's you're ice skating on the snowboard basically at a lot of these places at that point right I mean Man, it's well, tough. I mean, snowboarders, I feel like, have a lot more fun with it because, like, they're they can do tricks, they can go off jumps. I'm I'm one of those nerdy people, and I ski. Um, so, but so for me, it's like when you're weaving through trees and you're I know, through dude. there, it's just like when you're seeing all these views, like, and when these guys, I was 
so impressed when these when we went out to Breck and like how well him mm-hmm. and a couple of our buddies that were snowboarding were like yeah. staying up with like these couple skiers because like I've been out a couple of times like I'm I'm experienced with it and I grew up on mm-hmm. it a little bit more yeah like these yeah. guys are just getting out there and just winging it and I'm like you guys are fucking keeping up and <laughs> yeah. they're like yeah I'm, I'm like I'm on skis so it's like yeah dude that was fun that was what 2021 2020 I think it was during COVID or I think it was right during COVID. COVID we went out there we had like 15 of us of the Bezos and a couple of of, of our buddy Jake's friends for his, for a birthday bash. And that was probably my, my third year ever snowboarding. I snowboarded in 2018. It was my first year at Chestnut um, out in Galena. And I was like slowly, like I was kind of getting up to that point of like, okay, I can kind of go like front side a little bit. I can go back side. Front side's kind of tough. But yeah. out there, I'm like, well, I'm either going to be left behind by myself for the whole time or I got to fucking just gotta go send it. it with the boys. And I just, I figured oh. it out and I sent it. And I was with them for almost the whole trip. Yeah. Honestly, it was like for how long and like, because the guy who was letting us go is like an adrenaline junkie. This guy's an awesome guy, oh, yeah. fucking oh, great character, God. but yeah. he's just going and he grew up on a mountain. Like yeah. he grew up on a mountain in that area. So it's like, like riding a bike for him. So like literally yeah. like out his, he's like, dude, out my front door, I can go off some like off terrain and then I'm going like there. And like we were with them one morning and he's just going and I'm like, your adrenaline's going. Like yeah. I, I when normally when I'm skiing, I'm kinda easy going, you know, I'm I'm a little safer, but when I'm following him, I'm like a little bit behind because if I slow down, like I'm crazy. So I'm following his footpath, but like my knee came out almost. Like I remember I was weaving through trees. I had to sideways piece this <laughs> thing come out of it. It's tough, jump dude. up and I'm on a real thing. Oh my god. Oh my what god. the fuck? Like we're going through like like literally like trees for an entire way down, like yeah. two miles. And this dude hits his shoulder, smokes oh my himself. God. He bails. I'm like, oh my god! Like I'm like, I'm freaking out. This dude gets up, boots good, skis good, helmets good. Let's go! I'm like, holy shit! This guy's crazy. I'm like, oh my god! This guy's gonna go in a car accident next. And yeah. then Jesus. him, those two, then him and one of our other buddies, like. Thank, thank God he's still like. I mean, so they go up, they go climbing up into go some backwards oh and off terrain oh stuff. Oh my goodness! And like he's like, I'm not, I can do it. I hope I'm glad. I'm glad he made it down the hill. But like then all of a sudden it was us, like me and like two other three guys. I'm like, all right, guys, like. I guarantee your legs are dead. Like my legs are dead. Like let's just go find a couple of blues. We're gonna screw, yeah. cruise down for the second <laughs> half of this day. Yeah. Cause I thought I was gonna die. Like oh my <laughs> God. I thought I was gonna end up in the hospital, dude. Honestly, though, that, that was such a fun trip. All the shenanigans and all that stuff, but just the oh. scenery, man. Like that was my it's first beautiful. time. It's and cool. I know you've been out there a handful of times because you yeah. skied growing up and you travel all all out west. And mm-hmm. I was just like, oh my god, this is such a. Like, I, d- I didn't want to leave. Oh, I didn't want to leave. You didn't want to leave, and, dude. It was awesome. And a little quick story: how I became a skier over a snowboarder. I think I was like a second or third grader, and Santa got me a snowboard for Christmas, and I was all pumped. I was like, "Oh, Santa got me a snowboard! Let's go, let's go!" And um, I get out to out west, and me and my I have a twin sister, and me and my twin sister are very competitive. And she's on my mom's side; she's a better athlete than me, and she's cruising down here like bending. And I'm on this snowboard that I really haven't done before. And I like can't keep up with her. I got to go do like the ski school, and she's just flying down the mountain. And I'm like, "Fuck this!" By the end of the trip, I rented skis and whooped the shit, shit out of my sister down the hill. I almost killed myself to try to win. Cause I'm like, "I'm not letting you beat me." So then, ever since then, I just kind of stepped on the skis. Yeah, so. no, hundred percent. So That's yeah, awesome. Uh huh. That's awesome. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I just can't believe. I mean, that's it, that's just funny. That's just, that's just yeah. funny how we got on this in the topic of conversation. But, we, but it was a good time. I, it was I, a good day. It was no, a good day. It was it was a very good it one was day. A good day. Yeah. Very it good was. one day. It honestly was. 
We oh, need to get man. back out there, and I've been telling Colton, I said, we need to go out there even just for a quick weekend. Mm-hmm. Fly out there on a Friday, snowboard all day Sunday, come home, or all day Saturday, and come home Sunday. Like, yeah. we just have to. It's uh, it's a vibe. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm trying to think of, like, where my next spot is, and I don't know yet. I want to go to Jackson Hole. Have you ever been out there? I've I've heard of Jackson Hole. My sister, during COVID, spent a month out there with, like, a bunch Jesus. of couples, mm-hmm. and I was so jealous. Like... I do want it. Like Jackson Hole's on my list for sure, and I. But it's expensive. It's hard to get to, and like yeah. that's what's so frustrating, tough about a lot of these places. It's like you gotta, like you gotta either fly out and then drive two hours right. to get yeah. out to right. there, and yeah. then get out there. It's it's a big pain in the ass, but it's yeah, cool. but it's worth it. Yeah, it's true. I want to go out um, to to Holiday Valley and near Buffalo. Yes, Holiday Valley. You know, that's uh, I think it's pretty close. To, I think. Downtown Buff, isn't it? Like, how do you know? You it's, have you been there? You, oh, I have. You been have been there. Yeah. Holiday Valley. I got yeah. family out there in, at oh. Holiday Valley. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, what my aunt works there. I don't think it's near Buffalo, bro. It's not near the downtown. It's, it's kind of out in the sticks. Okay. Probably like an hour, hour yeah. and thirty, maybe. Okay. So it's like your point. Like, where, where, where can you go? I mean, like, because <laughs> yeah. when we went to Breck, how far do we have to drive from Denver to Breck? I don't. It's even, like two hours, bro. Two hours. Yeah. Two yeah. hours. It's a long drive. It stinks, man. So that's yeah, nature of the beast. It's nature it of the beast. It's worth it. Out there. You're with the boys. You're getting away. You're kind of yeah. getting away from work a little mm, bit, right? There's a lot of traffic out there. There's a lot of traffic. Getting out into the mountain. Oh my god. Literally had to leave at like five. I know he's got two brothers. What's I know you have a brother from some of the podcasts I've heard. I have an older brother and two younger sisters. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. There you yeah. go. Yeah. So yeah. that that competitive nature, like you said, my older brother, he's six years older than me, and everything was the competition. Oh, that's... I care for at the driving range. <laughs> we're fucking taking batting practice, throwing yeah. the football. Who can throw farther? Who can yeah. throw harder? Uh-huh. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. There he was go. always mad because I was always winning. <laughs> at six years younger though. Yes. That'd be wow. a big surprise, man. Especially at the driving range. He's like, "How the fuck are you hitting that ball so far?" I don't know, man. Oh, Bro, I wow. swear to God, dude, I'm gonna tell you a story real quick. We went like four, three, four years ago. We went to um, was it uh, uh Wheaton? Um, what is it? Is it Arrowhead? Arrowhead with the Arrowhead Golf Course to hit the driving okay. range. And th- I had never been golfing with Jeffrey, and like he's just—I mean, the guy doesn't really work out that much. But um, <laughs> oh, I don't. <laughs> no, <laughs> but he goes up and like he's a very unorthodox swing. Bro, he's hitting straight laser beam, straight as an arrow, 300 That's all plus. all I can do. I, can, I swear I to God, bro. Chip, I can't putt nothing. Dude, he can... Yeah, you're, 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 you're on the scramble team. You're on the scramble team. You got to roll. You got to roll on the scramble team. We Jeffrey in the scramble team next year, but... But dude, it was it was so fun, man. So he, this guy is just just competitive, just a bunch of competitive yeah. dudes. There you go. Want to do a lot of fun mm-hmm. things. I love you know? to compete, even still to this day. I fucking hate losing. Oh, it's I mean, being competitive and just pulling pranks. Those are two funnest things. 100%. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Because he knows it. Because we played a lot of basketball together, like at Rutgers or like Friday mornings. Uh-huh. And he just anytime yeah. that we lose, he just looks at me and he knows. Like when I'm quiet. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it, yeah. It's tough. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. tough now because I don't want to get hurt I know, in basketball, that's, that's and I thing. try not to jump. But I'm just like, oh, you're. Be- I just should- and I like I got to see you next Tuesday. Like yeah. you know, like I when you're playing high school ball, it's like I'm never gonna see this kid again. But you know, now it's like shit. Yeah, I'm gonna see you next Tuesday. I'm gonna see this We're guy. Older, I can't be a prick. Like, knees are hurting a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I gotta yeah. work tomorrow. Yeah, you know? I be <laughs> so, like, that's tough. But that's why that's why poker. Poker's the most competitive thing you can do sitting down, and it's the only game in a casino you're not playing the house. So that's always fun too. Yeah. You're playing all the other people around the table, and you can yeah. see like you can see a melting pot of different people running around a poker table. It's yeah. so funny. Like you got you got an old person over here, you got this guy over here, you, you got, got the young buck yeah, with yeah. the shades on. I, I the last play the last table I was sitting at. You ever see the movie Grandma's Boy? No, <laughs> it's I like have this, seen Grandma's Boy. It's yeah. this nerdy dude. He's the dude in Dodgeball who's like likes the oh yeah yeah. He's like in all leather and like these lazy glasses. I saw that guy at the poker table. I'm no like, way. I'm like, dude, did you just like try to make this your outfit? Like, are you really doing this? Like it was. <laughs> But like, yeah, you see all sorts of people. It's hilarious. That is oh funny. my god, that is so funny. Well, I feel like too, like poker. I, I mean, I'm, I, I'm not a fucking poker player. I, yeah. I'll go. I'll throw a couple, couple bucks in the slot machines. I, yeah. 
I think you've invited me over to play poker a couple times, and I'm like, I'd love to go, but like I, yeah, I would lose all my money. Like I wouldn't bet much, but it's like I don't want to lose the money that I know I'm going to lose. Like I'm already at a disadvantage. Why would I go into a situation where I know oh, I'm going to lose? You know I mean, what I mean? I'm not going to do that. Like that's just, it's dumb in my opinion. I tell everybody that comes and plays poker with us, I'm like, hey, listen, like do not try to bluff. Everyone will call you just to see what you have to see how you play. Like you're going to start out hot. And you're gonna have all this money, and you're all excited, and then it's gonna go downhill. So yeah. like, just know that, and like, play conservatively. And like, I, I swear, like eighty percent of the time, that's what happens. Like, everyone goes up like hundred bucks, hundred fifty bucks, and they're like, "Holy shit!" Like, "Oh my god!" And, and then start calling. And then and then all of a sudden they're like, "Oh, I get cute with this," and then all of a sudden, just yeah. right, back, <laughs> yeah. right back down. And I'm just like, "I told you, man. I yeah. told you." But like, there is like the first time people that come and play, like they usually walk away with money. Like it's usually like I'm just like, "Hey, play conservative." Everyone's gonna call you. Like, don't bluff. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now. Like, someone will call you just to call you, just because that's how some of my idiot friends are. That's how it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Oh my god. Oh my so, god. Yeah. So I kind of had a thought pop into my mind. I kind of want to jo- go down this 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 lane here. But so, like, what are like what are some of your like think about Whitewater? We'll go back to Whitewater a little bit here. Like, what are some of your like favorite moments or like maybe like best pranks you did that are like we have to like kind of. Total talk about Ooh, yeah. Yeah. pranks yeah because i know like you're you're a big prankster p and i love it oh i like pulling I, pranks. I love it i love pulling pranks like is there anyone that kind of like sticks <laughs> into mind that you can you can like kind of discuss here? i'm gonna tell this one while i'll wait and then i'll think of another but the, the funnier <laughs> one of just like me i like just putting people in awkward social situations or like trying to make people feel uncomfortable and stupid <laughs> shit just like Very little little that. subtle stuff like if i'm like walking next to somebody and i see like like another couple walking i'll just like elbow you and you're gonna hit that person and be like oh what the, what the fuck like, <laughs> yeah. oh, like dude why'd you push me like but when we went to the cubs game thank you yes when we went to the cubs game i'm with a colton his dad and me we're all drinking beers we're having a fun time and um all of a sudden I'm sitting there next to the person and I'm just like, Oh, how's it going? Like blah blah blah. He's like, Oh, you guys went to Whitewater? Like I don't know how like we started talking I don't know about how, conversation. Yeah, I how it came out, yeah. And all of a sudden, and this is back on like two eighty five Pat. So I'm like two eighty Pat. And he's like, Oh, like you're I'm like, Yeah, I play tennis there. And they're like, Oh, you play tennis? Cool. I'm like, Yeah, like Rafael Nadal's my idol. Like I'm more of a doubles player, just cause like it's tough when you got these guys, they're moving you side to side all over the place. He's like, sweet, like you know, blah blah blah. So like I'm having a full blown, like I play tennis conversation with this guy. And his dad is like, What is going? He's like, just yeah. roll with it. Pat just goes on this shit. Like I, I like, it was just so funny. Literally, so, so like so it was my dad's here. <laughs> I'm in the middle. Pat's next to me, and my dad's listening to Pat say the story. My dad looks. I'm like, Dad, just stop. Let it. He's fine. Let him just go. Let, let him go. go. Like, he does this all the time. Let it go. Just like oh. enjoy it while you can. And he's just going on and on. And my dad is trying not to like burst out laughing because my dad knows obviously Pat plays football. Never, yeah. never picked up a tennis racket professionally before. And it's like, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> but like, it's just, it's just so funny. Like that moment, I was like, mm-hmm. he, just convincing someone that he's a tennis player, and we know that that's. Not at at 285, this guy's like yeah. full believing. He's like, that's so cool. Like, yeah. This like, guy was so genuine. Someone I know was into tennis. Like, all oh, this, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> Another funny story from that day. So that was in like 2017 when the Cubs were playing the Dodgers in the playoffs. It was the first round uh-huh. of NLDS or whatever yeah. it was. And on Snapchat, they have like the Cubs oh, media page. And you and you can like send a snap into there and like they'll, they'll like repost your thing. And Pat's big in the South Park. And <laughs> I'll, I'll kind of let you kind of take the story from yeah. here, but uh, <laughs> it was just really like one. I'm not like super big in this health part, but Randy Marsh is fucking hilarious. If I do like top three like, animated characters, like he's got to be on that list. But 
I always post the picture of him like beat up like bat the bat dad episode where he like fights everybody yeah it was like sharon sharon's this the one and like he's like fighting and like i forgot what i posted in there but it was like oh i got him and like i like i'm all bloody and shit and i just put like rainy marsh's face over me and i made the chicago snapchat filter so and, then, and then and then um and then i went to a blackhawks game against like the toronto maple leafs and I all of a sudden posted, I was like, I'm sorry, I thought this was America. And it's like two <laughs> fans yelling at each other. And I put the radio over there. I made the America Snapchat story. Like, oh my America. Gosh. I was like, fuck yeah. Like, whoever's vetting these Snapchat <laughs> things loves Randy Marsh too. Like, they just like, oh, that's good. That's gold. Boom. So yeah, I've made a couple of those. That's uh -huh. hilarious. Those are funny. That is so funny. Yeah, dude. There's there's nothing like a good prank or just being goofy. I mean, just I being think, goofy, especially uh, with strangers so that you're never going to see again. Mm -hmm. So here's, here's one you're going to pull on Christina real quick, but she's not listening. Um, is <laughs> I did this to my sister. I, and the, we always talk about it, but I never knew what I did to like piss her off. And she was just like, oh, my, 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 I'm not going green. Am I green? Oh, no, I'm green. There you are. We're good. There you go. You are good. And, um, but like she got me mad about something and she used to put like A1 steak sauce on everything. Like always mm -hmm. like, um, she put it on like anything she would eat. It was always A1 steak sauce. And I had my dad like loves hot sauce. And he's got like this Dave's ultimate insanity hot sauce. And I was like, and I took all that, just dumped it into the oh and shook goodness. it up. And I told my sister, my twin sister, at least we're all like sitting on our island, like about to go to Lake Spring events or whatever, just got back and we're all cooking, we're all eating dinner. And I go like, don't touch the, don't touch the A1 steak sauce. She goes, I don't eat that anyway. Why? I goes, it's full of dad's hot sauce. Shh. She's like, oh, okay, okay. And, <laughs> like, so we're all, and we're all sitting there and my sister just dollops this piece of chicken. I swear it's like slow motion. You're like a little kid. Yeah. And like, she's like, eats this. She's like, you know, this, this tastes kind of, oh, oh, fire, fire the hole, fire the hole. And she's like, fire the hole. My mom freaking out. Like, she's like, oh my God, what's going on? My, mom no clue. my sister runs over to the faucet, like starts dunking her head under there, freaking out. Like, fire oh, in the hole. She, fire goes, in the hole. she goes screaming, running around. And then, um, and then all of a sudden, like I told her, my, dad, my mom was like, did you just waste a $5 bottle of A1 steak sauce on a prank pal? Like, I was like, I don't know. Sorry. It's it was, five bucks. It Here's good. your five bucks, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, back then, I was, that was a lot of money back then. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, it's hilarious. Then, uh, I, when I would, um, when like my parents would go away and it was like just us three in the house, like, you know, middle school age, like kind of young, but like old enough to like be at the house by ourselves. Yeah. Um, I pulled a prank with my neighbor, Molly, and I told her, I was like, hey, I'm going to sneak you down. I'm going to open up the, like, the, the bottom door to sneak in. I want you to turn off all the power in the house. And just like, we're going to all freak <laughs> out and turn it back on. And I like didn't, other than like just making my sisters freak out, like I didn't know what was going to happen. But I'm like, all right, let's just try it. Just pull it together and see what happens. And um, all of a sudden, she turns all the power off and she like turns it back on. And I'm like, why'd you turn it back on? And all of a sudden, like just turns it back off again. And my... Like my sister's upstairs, I'm in the living room, my sister's in the den, and they were like, now we're all having a conversation and they're like, What's going on? Like and my, <laughs> my older sister goes, No, someone's trying to cut our power, like someone's robbing the house. Like she just goes with it. I'm like, What? I'm like, No one's robbing the fucking house. Like, calm down. She's like, No, no, we need to get out of here. Like, well, like, I'm going downstairs to see what's wrong with the fuse box. And like my twin sister's like, Pat, you don't know how to work the fuse box. Like, shut up. I'm like, well, I can see what's going on. And like Megan's like, You don't go down there. My my sister's like screaming at me and then i opened the door the little girl that i had sneaked down there to turn all of it off is walking up the stairs my black lab senses her <laughs> my dog just starts shooting down <laughs> the stairs my older sister beelines it out the front door to our neighbor's house whose little daughter this yeah. is like and like one 
horrible idea. If someone's robbing or trying to break into the house, she Her- just ran out of the house. She just ran <laughs> yeah, out of the what house. What are you doing here, people? <laughs> and then her and Elise ran out of the house, and then me and Molly sat on TV for like a half hour until they came back. It took them like like twenty minutes to like realize we were pranking them. It was pretty good. Oh my good. goodness! Yeah. Oh man. A little stupid pranks, dude. Uh, there's something about just pranks, dude. I, I don't know. They're they're always fun. They're fun. It's always fun. They're always uh-huh. fun, man. You know what I mean? But, um, dude, I, I know we're kind of kind of coming to the end here, man, but. You know what's uh like what's what's one message that you feel that would be important for like our listeners to to hear from you like maybe just if you, kind of talk about it today or like something that like what's like a principle that like you live by that you want to kind of give like a message to people that can give some inspiration to them. Hmm. No, 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 there's so many things <laughs> I want to say. And this is just such an open thing. Uh, let's see. No, just gabos. No. Uh, <laughs> um. I don't know, man. Uh, you know, I'm gonna quote. I'm gonna quote the great Dinkle, and it uh, it never takes. There's no oh, fuck. I'm gonna, I, I can't believe I'm at the end of the podcast. I'm gonna mess it up. It takes no talent in the world to outwork somebody, and that was always his Love big that. line. Was mm-hmm. and that was like a line that always stuck with me. It was like it takes no talent in the world to outwork somebody, and I'm not a talented guy. I fucking can't spell, can't shoot three pointers. You know, <laughs> that's it's hilarious. But um, you know, but like that's something I always feel like you always got to have that consistency and <clears throat> working and doing what you can, man. Have some yeah. fun along the way. Yeah, and try to give back when you can. That's I about it. That. I love uh-huh. that. It's amazing. That is amazing. Yeah. I mean, it, just being kind too. I mean, that's just you know, I think that's a good principle to live by too. Just be a good person. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. You know, so. Um, Make a bunch of bank, bro. Get a Range Rover. (laughs) (laughs) Blow your money. (laughs) Listen, I have this investment. It's called cryptocurrency. (laughs) Dogecoin. To the moon. (laughs) To the moon. Oh, dude. I I remember when that was like about to go up to the moon but you know we could talk about it maybe next time pat comes on the podcast uh-huh. but yeah 100%. round two round two round yeah two. hey glad we got 21 you know we're gonna go ahead. we should have talked about 21st bir- uh, birthdays we should have done oh my That'd god be great a 21st podcast but hey this is i've been so pumped to be on this guy yeah, yeah awesome. no, that was awesome getting well, to meet you so man, much for your time sure, bro dude. for sure yeah that's awesome what a great bro. way to meet you obviously you, yeah i guess it's, it's a, <laughs> i don't know it's, it's yeah. an hour-long podcast is a great way to meet you it's it is it's good to like get a vibe get to meet somebody for sure yeah 100 no seriously thank you guys for for, you know, tuning in, viewing, liking, subscribing, tune in every Tuesday, Spotify, Apple Music, new episodes, and please check out our YouTube channel at Boys for Life Podcast. Videos are being uploaded as we speak. And until next time, yeah, appreciate you we'll guys. Catch you on the next one. We love you guys. Buy all my real estate. Peace. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> Throw that plug.